They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right, here we are live again. What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here again for another Relaunch Live with my awesome co-host, Jeff Lobb, founder of Coach 52. I don't think I say that enough, right? Thank so you. Always pouring back into agents and helping team leaders and brokers build their businesses, uh, built out an amazing coaching platform that can take you over the course of 52 weeks to yes. hold you accountable. The things that you need to do to get you from zero to, you know, 100,000, you name it, grow your team, build your systems. Um, so, Jeff, I, I think today I just felt like we need to give a shout out. I appreciate um, that. You know, everyone gets me tied up under the main company, our company, SparkTech Media. But, you know, Coach 52 is our baby and uh, yeah. yeah, awesome platform that helps people grow and scale and keeps us moving because it's changing fast, kid, right? It's oh, changing. Yeah. And you know <laughs> what I love about it? Your relevancy of, you know, how it's not just, uh, you know, just the basic steps. It's everything from social media, what agents should be doing to grow their business, um, learning tips, strategies to be relevant in the ever-changing market that we're in. And just in case you didn't know who I am, my name is Veronica Figueroa. I run a large team, recently dubbed the number one team in the world for our uh, brokerage and always excited to just push the envelope. I love all things teams, all things, you know, systems, processes, and, and just you know, willing to challenge the status quo in real estate. But today is about our guest, and we want to welcome um, Israel and Mylene Herrera, who are two of my favorite people. To know them is to love them, to feel them, to experience them. They are truly the definition of what Relaunch Live is all about. They make you rethink, reimagine, and they truly will inspire you to go out there and get it. So welcome today, Jeff. I thought I'd just mix it up this morning. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm anxious today. So I love the topic that we're going to dive into with, with this wonderful couple and the stuff they've accomplished is just insane. Yeah. So, so I'll just dive right into it. You know, you guys are an amazing team. You guys have built a, a very impressive business. Um, but I think what's really awesome, and I'm going to use the word sexy, what's really sexy about what you guys do. And Israel, you were spitting some, you know, some straight fire the other day at an investment group that we were at. You were one of the panelists and you were, you got up, you were super passionate about real estate agents out there every single day, helping people buy and sell homes, scoop, you know, like out there uh, uh, scoping out properties and, and having a first look at the opportunities, but so many of them fail to build the opportunities for themselves. So not only are you guys running an amazing team and you do service a lot of buyers and sellers and you're, you're super trusted, but you, your priority is to build wealth through investments and build your legacy for your family and to help other people do the same. So I wanna welcome you guys. Thank you. Take us down this path, right? How'd you get started in investment world? What are you passionate and how can we help you share your mess, your mission about helping agents get involved in the space of flipping investments and knowing where to find the deal and that don't say no to the deal because you just don't know how to do it by yourself, partnering with great people like you guys. Right. Like how would, how do we start off after that great, uh, uh, <laughs> great introduction, introduction, right? So <laughs> I mean, I, tell, I think I've told this story many, many times, but I never get tired of telling the story. We started out in uh, our first investment was in Camden, New Jersey. 
and it was uh it was a property that uh that we bought off auction.com and i when every time i tell this story it's like going back full circle <laughs> because if you don't know where camden new jersey is you probably don't need to know but because <laughs> it's probably one of the most uh you know crime stricken cities in the world uh right up there with detroit and all those other uh, cities that are having a, a lot of crime but um it's a dominant the rough uh, most, 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 what most people don't know is that the diamond in the rough because it's uh, actually oceanfront property, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, so we were sitting in the parking lot of uh, our real estate school. We were getting our real estate exam, our real estate license. license. Yeah. And um, we're at our lunch break. I'm in my truck. We're both sitting next to each other. I applied through auction.com to bid for this one particular property, which was 1136 Kenwood Avenue. I will never remember, uh, forget that address. And um you know, back then you had to put your little deposit down or whatever the case may be. And I'm bidding, I'm bidding. It became addictive. I am a card player. I like to gamble. I like to play poker. So it just became very addictive right there in the uh, in the car. And Maylene is sitting next to me. She doesn't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm like, and, um, and I'm like, we have one more bid, just one more bid, one more increment. And um, that's how they suck you in. Auction.com, if you've never been on that platform, they suck you in. They start you off at this increment. Then they lower you down and lower you down. So finally, I was like, listen, I'm going to just bid my last increment and that's it. And it was a $3,000 uh, bid. And for you to even fathom the fact that you could buy a property in the United States for $3,000 is uh, it's incredible. It's amazing. But $3,000 for us at that time was a lot of money. Um, it was a lot of money. So we won the bid. I'm excited. I can't show my excitement. I have to hold my poker face because Maylene doesn't know what I'm doing next to me. Uh, so we buy this house. We go back to finish the second half of real estate school that day. And then I finally tell her, I said, hey, we bought this property in Camden. Oh, man. I'm like, in Camden? Like, why would we? And then I was like, how much was the property? He was like, $3,000. So immediately I'm like, okay. We <laughs> bought a house for $3,000 in New Jersey. So Never. I already know, I already know there has to be tons of issues with this house. Yeah. <laughs> Never saw it. Only saw it on pictures. So then we go and drive to this house, which is only about 30 minutes of the real estate school was at Cherry Hill at the time. Everybody knows what Cherry Hill is in New Jersey. Sure. Yeah. Very affluent city. Um, we drive to Cherry Hill, I mean, to uh, Camden. And when we get there, not only is our house that we buy boarded up, but the house next to it, because it was a row home, which means that they were They're attached, attached uh, was burned down. Um, <laughs> so the city had a condemned signs all over this freaking property and it was burnt down. I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I done with, with our with our money that we needed? $3,000 went a long way for us. It stretched a long way for us then because it was a lot of money for us. Needless to say, it wasn't a good ride for me back home that day. So um, I had all these HDTVs. I was probably, I was probably in the doghouse for like but, two or three weeks. You know, but like with everything in life, we pivoted, okay? We, were, we are in this situation now. How do we fix it? How do yep. we get out of it? Well, how do, you know, we just got to work with what we have. So again, we had these HGTV dreams and, you know, being brand new investors, right? Newbies in the game and not even being mm -hmm. licensed. We're just learning through the process. Now we realize that there's some layers, right? We can't just go straight to getting a loan on a property that is <laughs> boarded up yeah. and we didn't have the capital to do the rehab at that time. So what do we do? Right. So then right. we also learned about seasoning, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what what banks when when will banks lend, lend to you? You know, we thought, oh, I, I got this asset now. I can take this money out and, you know, you know, get out. No, you cannot do that. There's a there's a certain point in time where it's season, especially if the house is in terrible shape. Mm -hmm. um, so after talking to a lot of contractors and seeing what the property was going to cost us to um to renovate, 
we had this bright idea. I, I had this bright idea. I said, hey, listen, I'm going to just put this thing on the market. I was licensed now at the at time. At that point, now we have our license. Yeah. So, so like, okay. that was our very first listing and our very first investment. How crazy is <laughs> that? It is true. I just thought about our that. Our very <laughs> first listing and our very first investment. Brand new out of wow. real estate. So we put it on that. the market. Didn't touch the property at all. We put it on the market for 29 k Never received a phone call at 29 k <laughs> Then I had a conversation with my broker at the time. We lowered it down to 24.9 just to make it sound sexy, right? Like how Veronica was saying. Got a couple of calls, but then we loaded down to 20K, and that's when the, the phone calls started yeah. blowing up. And, and we were um, excited we then. Were excited. Like, we were excited. And uh, we sold this property for 20K, made a cool $16,000 or so, and we were hooked. We didn't. We never looked back ever since. You're like winning. I didn't yeah. have anything to it i, I just put it on the market we the are market. Like coming out the gate swinging top producers first listing yeah. <laughs> yeah. three thousand dollar home we just purchased three thousand dollar home we're <laughs> thinking we're thinking we're going to be on the board and you know the leaderboard and all that but yeah. listen we were very happy at that sixteen thousand dollar check and i remember the feeling of freedom that i had when i was at that tap that title company at that conference room this big conference room to close that problem. I remember telling Maylene, this is where I, I belong my whole life. This is where mm. I need to be. This is where I've been looking for. This right? is what I've been looking for. <laughs> and, and, and I never I never looked back ever since. You know, you also, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. You also got a really quick lesson, really fast in the licensing, license end of it is anything will sell at the right number. Price it right. At the right, exactly. number. right. Price and everything will sell at the right number. Right? It's exactly. a house for everybody. And here's the other thing, you know, lots of lessons to be learned. I'm sure you, you know, there was sleepless nights of like, what did we just buy? You know, were there any mentors along the way for you early on? And um, who did you call? Who did you call to kind of, I mean, you said your broker was the was your broker at the time, um, savvy in investments, or did you at that point then realize I need to go call someone who can, who knows a little bit more about that's, that's, investments? That's the, that's, that's the funny thing. We didn't have any mentors. We did this. We just dived in. I'm a gunslinger. You know this, V. Yeah. I'm just, I take action and I see something. I like it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go grit it. I didn't, I didn't take any mentors. I didn't even talk to Maylene about this. He, as you yeah, well I mean, we've always, <laughs> so, you know, so before this happened, we did dabble into real estate. We bought a couple investment properties prior to the, the, the economy crash. crashing, right? Yep. Luckily we were able to, I mean, it, it kind of just how things work sometimes. Israel was in, it was in the military and he was stationed. Yeah. We got stationed in Georgia. So we had to, but that's when the economy was, we were starting to see the values go down on the properties and we were like, okay, we wanted to keep it, but we, we realized, okay, we're leaving Florida. We got to go to Georgia. We got, I don't know what that's going to look like. So luckily he listened to me and we decided to sell the properties, right? So we sold it before we got into too much trouble, right? Yeah. <laughs> with, with the, you know, and everything losing value. I think if we would have kept it now, we would have caught up. But look, how many years ago was that? 15, 16 wow. years ago. So it would have yeah. taken a long time to get, to be breaking even if had we kept those properties. But either way, so we dabbled into that at a very young age. And I think we always kind of had that, you know, we, we still had that thing like this is what we want to do, but, you know, how do we do it? And yeah. like he said, he just we just went for it and we for, learned our lessons along the way, of course, but we just went for it. For the for the record, I was actually younger. I've always been younger. <laughs> said at a very young age, I was actually younger. I'm, I'm still younger. When we bought that, he makes it sound like it's so much. It's when we, years, when we bought that investment property in Camden, we didn't have any any uh, any mentors, anything like that. We bought it. 
We met with contractors ourselves. We just had YouTube University. That's it. I, I looked at, I saw something that I really was passionate about. I liked it. And I just took action. I, I, um, I put my money to work and put my skills to work. And here we are. And then we realize, you know, when you're when you're looking at when a real estate, right, something tangible, there is like Jeff said, if you price it right, it's gonna sell. You have something of value, right? And people need to live somewhere. There are investors looking at many different price points. Yeah. They could be a newbie investors that's looking to to start their portfolio. They might be willing to buy a thirty thousand dollar property, and maybe they have, you know, an investor somewhere that can, you know, a private lend them money, or they have an uncle or a cousin or whoever. We don't know their yeah. situation. So there's there's a house out there for everyone. Yes, yes. We just have to price it right. So we figured, well, you know, and it did happen on our second um, investment property. We, you know, started the rehab, didn't go the way we expected, um, again, because now we 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 had some funding, we had some funds that we could we could do an actual rehab, but we didn't have the contractor. I mean, that's another key piece that we learned early on. If you don't have a trusted contractor, that really can make you or break you unless you know how to do the work yourself. Yeah. That will yep. make you or break you. So um take me back. How how long ago was your first investment? 2014. 2014. 2014. Here you are, you're uh 2000 we're in 2022. This year, just to give everyone a little bit of color to this, um, this year you guys are on track to purchase 60 flips. So 60. Jeff, I don't know if I, I mentioned they're on flip number 12 already, and we are in Q2, April of Q2, 2022. Yep. And last year, you guys finished off with about what was it? 26 flips? 26. 26 flips. The goal was 30. This year, you're doubling it. Um, and you're you're shooting for 60 while still building your team. Mylene, you also are an, um, a certified REO agent. You immerse yourself in five star. You work with asset managers. That's a pillar of your business. You're running a team side by side. So I want everyone who's listening to this, you know, like we as real estate agents think sometimes it's just one dimensional, you know, like I just work with buyers and sellers. They here they are not only working with buyers and sellers, they're also a trusted REO agent that asset managers trust. Um, in both Jersey and Florida. So you um, have now expanded your business um, into Florida and all of these flips are happening. In, are you doing them still in Jersey or just in Florida? Just in Florida right now, but we are going to expand into Jersey. I love that. So this wasn't an overnight success, but you guys have learned a lot of lessons mm -hmm. and you've realized that there's multiple pillars of your business that you can run side by side. Um, I don't know, Jeff, you are always full of great I, questions. I have so many questions because I, I, I love the flip too. And I, I had my era of time while I was also practicing real estate too of flipping. And I've made many mistakes as well, either holding too long or not, not estimating well enough on the rehab. Right. Um, so let's start with this question and I'll get to the more technical one. But so in a market, that's kind of what we're calling inflated. Mm -hmm. Everyone, you know, everyone's seeing the market's crazy and the over asking price and how do investors find, you know, there's no investor business out there right now. Let's squash and debunk that. Yeah. Um, how are you finding properties that make sense to flip? Cause I've had some clients that had some big wins, but to break that mentality of what should they be looking for, where are they finding it? And how does it still make sense in a market that's supposed to be so inflated? Can you guys that think is, about that's, that? That's, that's, yeah, that's a tremendous question. Mm -hmm. um, and I will debunk that just to use your term is we bought properties even off the MLS. And the number one thing I hear from agents and, and, and investors is there's no deals on the MLS. There's deals on the MLS. 
So okay. if we're buying it, if we're buying deals on the MLS, you know that the investor market is still wide open out there. Um, and the number one thing that I can tell people is some of my key strategies. If it has 75K, at least 75K in equity, I just need one comp. I'm buying it because I know with the with the, you know, the tremendous work and the design brain that Maylene has, I know that we're going to be able to add value. So right. if we're able to add value to that 75K a little bit more, then we'll make we'll make money. We'll make wins all the time. Okay, so your 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 level is about a seventy five k in equity, um, and I think one of the biggest mistakes I know I even made early days of doing this is anytime you get this estimate together to rehab, right? Your rehab, there's always surprises. Yeah, always that surprise, right? So yeah. I used to use what I call the slop factor, like okay, I'm gonna buffer in five percent more money just because we're gonna find stuff when we open the walls, or just because we're gonna find something we didn't see. Yeah. Just curious, do you have a rule of thumb you guys use? When a contractor says we're going to do this for X for a budget, you put in a factor of like a plus or minus of what this is going to go. Yeah, I do. And, I, and I'll answer that question. because I'm usually the one dealing with the contractors, but I usually buffer about 5%. 5%. Um, yeah, 5%. I'm always going to probably go over 5%. I try to stay below because I try to negotiate with our contractors. And, uh, and the number one thing that contractors want is consistency. Mm -hmm. They want workflow. Um, if you can give them consistency and workflow, they'll stay with you forever. Um, and treating them right, you know, so, yeah. so we're able to, um, but we've done so many of these things now that I know exactly what the pain is going to charge me to paint my house per square foot. Yeah. I know exactly I've negotiated my prices with Sherman Williams. You know, I've got pro accounts with, you know, uh, uh, different, vendors. different vendors, Home Depot, Lowe's, Florence, the well, you name it. We've negotiated yeah. prices so down and I know, I, I immediately know when I go inside of a house, how much is it going to cost me to paint it? How much is it going to cost me to put flooring in it? How much a kitchen is going to cost me? I'm able to calculate that now in my head right away and um, and be able to offer the right number on it. So is your contractor, is he okay? Are you are you letting your contractor purchase through your buying power or are you buying materials and letting contractors just do work and labor? That's a tremendous question, Jeff. So I actually control material now. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so new, you buy the new, yeah, new, yeah, new investors, you know, a GC is always going to mark you up. Let's just be honest with each other. Yep. And then, yep. As he, sh I guess, as he should, right? Because he's got to be able to pay his, pay his employees, manage work, our, our cash flow, manage overhead, just like a business. So yep. he's gonna he's gonna mark you up. He or she is gonna mark you up. Yep. But um, if you just hit him with that one question, hey, what would you charge me for labor? I just want your labor. Let me let me right. get your labor cost, and, and just sit back. You know, kind of like uh, my very dear friend Drew said right here on the panel, just op just ask him open-ended open question. And it's not just with a client. You got to do that with a contractor too. Open-ended question. Hey, how much would you charge me for just labor? If I just provide the material, you give me your, 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 and you got to make them feel good because they are, they're artists when it comes to these houses. Yeah. You, know, you can't do that work. Yeah. They're doing that work. Um, and it's, and it's not for everybody either, though, because you got to estimate this material too. You've got to be—you got to know your. It's not for everybody coming into the entry game here. You got to know how to order material, making sure there's some extra slop in there too, just in case they mess up. Right. You got to know how to order. So but you will be surprised when you pose that question of labor to them, labor cost to them, how much difference, and then that's when you can start to negotiate, negotiate a little bit more. more. Yeah. And not only that, you want to have some control of the material that's going into the home, because you know you want to make sure it's quality material going in. They could be putting lower budget, lower end material, but charging you, marking up the price for you. So if you can have a little bit more of control, and then again, like Israel mentioned, once you build that rapport with your contractor, they see that you're consistently giving them work, we can have better communications, better negotiating yeah. terms at that point.
Yeah. It's a harder job for your CPA and your bookkeeping, but you know, you cut a lot more checks, but, <laughs> but uh, you, you, you keep a lot more money in your, in your, in your pocket. And, 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 and Jeff, you'll know, I tell people all the time, I said, you guys see us on social media and we flipping all these houses. But to me, I'm living the dream because I'm flipping these houses in Florida. You know why? It's easy for me. It's, it's like a dream come true because I don't have a crawl space and I don't have a freaking basement. basement. So this is it, right? Except for that one house. There's no basement. There's no crawl space to worry <laughs> about here. Just one. With Veronica. We bought a house together and he happens to find the one house with the basement in Florida. Basement. And like, and, and mind you, I trust him, right? He's like, hey, um, wire me this amount of money. I was like, let's do this. Not a problem. Come to find out this house was a historic home, Jeff with the oh. basement like and i'm like so he just said no crawl space in basements but he found the one that did and we ended up buying and, it. You know, and, floor, and yeah. historic the magic word historic it was historic it was so funny yeah. but you know hey it was fun it was fun hey you know what i think was really cool that you said at our um launch of our grid network and, and you know uh jeff you asked him how he finds deals he said mls and and you know he's there they obviously send out and i'll have you talk a little bit more about that later Israel, if we have time, is you send out about 2,000 SMSs and you're writing offers and you're doing offers sight unseen, but you also work really well with other realtors and other wholesalers. Other realtors bring you deals and wholesalers. And I think what was really cool about one of the questions that was posed to you was like, you know, sometimes it's a wholesaler who's sent into another wholesaler and you got two to three, what is it, was a daisy, whatever, I don't even know, daisy yeah. chain of multiple wholesalers, right, involved. Yeah. And what I loved because again, and this might be, this strategy may not work for others, but your mindset of abundance, because you're playing your own game, you're running your own race. You were like, I don't, I don't count their, their pocket. I'm not, I'm not keeping up with the, you know, the wholesaler's pocket. If I'm making money, I don't care how much they're making. They can make whatever they have to make. If there's enough skin in it and they, they, you know, I don't care what the wholesaler makes. I'm not trying to count their pennies. You're focused on, does it fit your buy box? Does it fit what you guys want? Is it a property you want to buy? And if there's enough, you know, a, a margin in it, you're going, you're, you want everybody to get paid. Talk a little bit about that because I think people need to get out of that mindset of like, well, I can't believe the wholesaler's making money and this person's making money. We're all making money. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I think the number one thing with that is uh, people get so hung up on the fact that, well, the wholesaler didn't do anything. He's just flipping paper. Uh, and that's not true. The wholesaler did the science of the work. And I got to tell my team, nothing happens without the deal. Without the house, nothing else happens. Without the house, I can't go have a conversation with a contractor. I cannot go buy materials. I cannot put this property back on the market to sell to get a big profit. So the wholesaler did a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got to, he or she has to get paid handsomely for their fee. And I cannot, I will never tell a wholesaler or another investor, what they should get paid, what their what the value proposition on their business is, because mm -hmm. um, I don't pocket watch them, and I think that's the number one key, the reason why wholesalers come back to me because I just say, hey, what's the deal? How much is it? Right? If I can negotiate a little bit with them, they have so much trust in me to say, hey, listen, I tell them straight up, hey, that, that number's not going to work for me, but I'll buy, I'll buy it at this number. If it works for you, let me know. We can make the deal work. And know? I think because of that mindset, they're going to bring you the deal first. So yeah, absolutely. I'm like, look, I just want to be your number one. Your number absolutely. one, man. Bring me the deal first. Let me see. And if I can't do it, I'll I'll let you know I can. I don't want to waste your time. I got maybe absolutely. this other aspiring investor. Um, but I love that because I mean, you're earning the trust to create more opportunities and, and you're you're wanting them to win. And, and I'm sure that they appreciate you and you're one of their favorites. Absolutely. I I I employ the uh referral method. 
you know, um, to my wholesalers. I prospect them. I call yeah. them at least once a week and I say, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? You know what I mean? You got anything for me? You know, what do we got? Don't forget about me. And I'll, you'll see the text messages come in, flying in. I grab some, I don't grab some. I, I get to pick and choose what I want, but it's because they know that me and Melina are going to close. We know that if we buy a property, if we go into contact, we're going we're to close. close. It's not yeah. going to be a situation where we're going to back out of it. We're going to close that deal. Um, and wholesale buying from wholesalers is a big source of our business, as well as the other deals that we get on uh, on our own through our own marketing. As you said, we put out 2000 text messages a day. Mm -hmm. We have a team of uh, you know virtual assistants that you know respond to those text messages every day. We got a cold caller now that follows up on those SMS campaigns. And um, we're able to get deals left and right on those three pillars, SMS, uh, cold calling, um, wholesaling, and the MLS. I mean, people devalue that wholesaler a lot. Like I said, I think to reiterate, they, they think it's just flipping paper. And it's not. They're basically an entire sales force. They're doing all the hard work, grinding and spending money on lead generation and texts and emails. And yes, they're, they're, the they're prospecting it for you. Yeah, they're making money, but they did all the hard work. Now, like you said, you could start doing it, but now you got to invest in people and time and systems and more advertising when quite frankly, they're doing it. So there's a weighing out of how much time and energy you want to spend. Yeah. So that deal that Veronica was talking about, I remember getting a call from Aileen. She's like, why are we paying all these assignment fees? I said, don't worry about it. We're just, <laughs> we paid three different, three different wholesalers. Well, be right? well, because the paperwork was wrong. When it went to the title company, when they sent it to me, I'm like, well, they had the wrong buyers on the settlement statement. So I was like, okay. And then I'm going down the numbers. Like, why do we have so many assignment fees? But it's fine. You know, like, like he says, I'm not gonna watch your pockets. If you're making yeah. money, you're bringing it to me. I'm not having to do that leg of the work. Right. right. So I appreciate that. You make money. Everyone's making money. So there's no need for me to get greedy about it. Yep. You know, so. So if someone were to start today, who's listening here and, you know, we can give them something you, you gave some really great tips and whatever you feel comfortable sharing today here. Um, someone wanting to get started. What, what are the first, I would say three things they need to do? I would say the third, the first thing that they need to do is, um, you know, buy list by data the data is the most important piece of this uh of this uh this in this this whole business um and if you don't have those funds to go do that um i would say get to go go driving for dollars it's an old method that people don't really like anymore because no people nobody wants to do the legwork but it's more it's very cost effective you find a house that the grass is overgrown the the mail is overflowing it's empty it's, it's, it's vacant you know that you can find that person's name or number on the property appraiser's website, send them a letter, skip trace them, right? They have skip tracing companies out there. What a skip trace is, is that's just find the owner's information, whether the phone number, the name, or email in some cases uh, of that homeowner, and then you can give them a call, right? Um, what we also did was we used to put out bandit signs. Mm -hmm. um, and we would put on out weekends, bandit signs on, on the weekends, Friday, Friday on night. Friday nights. <laughs> Because if not, you will lose a lot of money on bandit signs because code enforcement will come and take your bandit sign. Friday so night. Friday night and go put them up Sunday night. Um, and we will put just, you know, signs just to grow your buyers list or whatever the case may be. Hey, uh, three, two, bet house or whatever, you know, in this location. It didn't have to necessarily be one of your homes per se, but you can say, you're, you know, if there's something that's on the MLS, right? Three bedrooms, two bathrooms for X amount of dollars. I mean, and at least this way you're getting people who are interested in buying and you can have those conversations, you know, well, you know, maybe they have, they're looking to buy, but they have something that they want to sell. They want to get rid of. I think one thing that we discussed in the grid um, event that we had is you have to 
find those those sellers, right? Or those individuals who need to sell. They're in a situation where they have to sell. And we look at it as I'm solving a problem. Some people, you know, take a negative view when it comes to investors because they feel like you're taking homes from people or you, you're negotiating prices with them and they're not getting their fair share. But think about it. These are people that are in trouble. The bank is going to take you home and give you nothing. You know, right. we've been able to help many families who have been able to walk away with still making a profit. And then we make our profit on our end, but they just don't have the means to do the work that the home requires. Yeah. Um, right. So that. That's yeah. But to answer your, 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 your question fully, in my opinion, what I would do is and I'm very passionate about real estate agents becoming their own buyer. Right. I'm very passionate about that and becoming and, and generating their own wealth, not just opening and closing doors. Uh, but I would reinvest that first commission that I'd get. I would reinvest 30 percent into it. Go get a list from National Data Source, ListSource.com or Adams List. Right. If you want to, uh, 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 I can plug you in with National Data Source. I know the owner. I do a lot of business with them. They in turn will then put the entire business in the box for you. You can get a list of something small, 500, 1000 records or something like that. And if you have the time, you can cold call that person yourself, cold call that list yourself, and you'll see you'll be able to get deals off of that. I mean, if you're able to get, you maybe even get started as wholesaling, right? If you're able to do one or two a year as a new investor, as an agent, I mean, that's a win. Yeah. You know, and, and we get the first opportunities in a lot of these properties. So we have to stop going in there thinking, I'm just going to get a listing. You know, our mind switched with that. You know, even when I was doing listings, I was on my own and I was doing listings. A lot of time it was like, okay, well, if this doesn't work as an investment, I can just list it for you. Like we have to, but my last option was to list. I was trying to see if I can buy the home myself. How can we come to an agreement? Yeah. Then if we can't come to an agreement because I, I can only buy it at a certain number because it has to make sense for a buy box. Okay, then I'll just list it. Would, it be, would you be okay if I put it on the market and you know, I'll get a, a small commission out of it? That's fine. And that's my biggest key. And that's my biggest soapbox situation with agents. We have what the wholesaler doesn't have, which is a license. Most often, the wholesaler cannot monetize that lead as we can. If that lead doesn't work for them as an investment, they have to let it go or refer it to who? An agent. If you have a lead, if you have a, a, a license, you can do many things with that uh, with that lead. Do you guys take the approach from an outbound like um, advertising resource of we'll buy your home for cash or is that like, is this like one of those I buyer models you're following to kind of get their attention to get the lead in first? Is that the approach? Uh, no, actually our text message campaign is very simple. Say, Hey, listen, we, um, you know, we, we're buying properties left and right, something like that in your zip code. Um, you know, we can give you a fair cash offer and, um, you know, do you still own this property? Whatever the case may be something to just get their attention. Um, and then when they call in, we take the approach immediately of problem solving, you okay. know, Hey, you know, I, I always go and say to them, listen, I want to bet. I want to pay as much as I can for your house. I do. I'm not like all these other investors that are probably calling you trying to swindle you out of your equity. I'm not, I'm not a believer in that. I feel like, you know, you earned this equity with your heart, sweat and blood and tears. I want you to keep all of it. However, I want to make money. You have to make money and it has to work out for everybody. I'm very transparent with the seller. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that transparency opens up a better conversation for us. Okay. Yeah. Some people let their guard down once they feel that they can trust you. And if you're up front with them from the beginning, okay, this is what I'm looking for. You know, I, I think they get calls from people that are just trying to swindle their way into the situation. If you're up front to the point with people and you let them talk because they will start telling you what you need to hear. 
right? right? Um, you, you can have a better conversation. And we have, I mean, and it's, you can see we have a good success rate because of that transparency. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So um, you wrote, I wrote down, obviously you gave uh, the audience who's listening um, some resources where they can find data, um, national data source. You said Adam's list, which was the third one? Yeah. Listsource.com. Listsource.com. Do you have any special companies that you like to use for your skip tracing or do they can just find any skip tracing company? Yeah. If you go, like I said, if you, if you, uh, if you reach out to me, you national data source will do it all for you. Okay. Um, I have, yeah. uh, like I said, I know that guy, his name is Xavier. He's a whiz. If you reach out to me, I'll put you in direct contact with him and he'll get you, he'll get you to the promised land, start getting deals. So he'll, he'll get your, he'll get your phone and start ringing. That's the basic. <laughs> awesome. We have to put our phone on silent because. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Jeff, so I know you're always, again, always excited to have guests that are really willing, able to, I mean, willing to share and give real actionable items. Yeah. What else do you want to know? Uh, so this way the people who are yeah. listening, whether they're an Aspire investor, aspiring investor, or someone wanting to maybe partner with someone like you, Israel, right? Do you guys partner with agents? Does the deal need to be just in Florida? Tell us a little bit about your mindset on that. That's that's where I was thinking. So it's like, if I found something I love, but I think it makes sense, but I don't have an investor behind me. I don't have the cash behind me yet. Um, you know, what are the other options? Could I partner with somebody? <clears throat> Absolutely. We, we do JV deals with people all the time. Yeah, we've done a few with people, um, with yep. other agents. You know, I've even done one with my brother, <laughs> Yeah, you know, to get them started because they, they want to get into this. So we've done a, a one with them and they're excited to get do another one. So, you know, we're always open. Like I said, when we started, there wasn't any coaching. There wasn't anyone that we could reach out to in our broker. Really, you know, I, I don't think that brokerage was like really investor heavy, like investor savvy. We didn't really right. have any agents that were we had the team that we started were in the reo business so that's how you know we got a little leg up on that but besides that nobody was really investor heavy there so there was no one that we could reach out for any mentoring or any yeah. how do you do this how do you do that we just had to kind of learn with the go with the punches and learn as we went the hard knocks hey i met a couple last night um i'm over here in phoenix and their uh, whole coaching model is teaching high net worth uh individuals the game of investments and yeah. they have a 12 month coaching program and they have people from all over. Um, and usually it's high net worth clients from San Francisco, New York, and also now in other parts. And they come in from A to Z, you know, they know nothing. Um, and they, you know, they teach them everything from A to Z. And what the biggest, what I thought was really cool is their funnel of coaching allows them also to partner with their students. They've actually bought multifamily with their students. They bought properties with their students because the first thing they say is like, hey, can I just partner with you on this first few deals? Because you have the expertise, you have the knowledge, I've got the money. So it's it's amazing how many people, and, and, and these are not people in real estate. They're yeah. doctors, they're, you know, people in tech there are people you know that let's say trust you know like like just say let's that came into a little bit of a money from a trust and they want to partner with experts that they feel are their mentors and um it was really impressive to hear how they've got um a curriculum that allows people to feel comfortable but also that they can also call uh let's say partners on a lot of the properties um and it made me think about you guys because it is a husband and wife a couple. Yeah. So I'll have to connect you with them. Yeah, yeah we'll be happy to do that. But yeah, we JV with people all the time because we didn't have any mentors when we started. 
we're all about giving back. Um, so I, I would tell people all the time, listen, you find the deal, we'll get the money. If we don't have it ourselves, just bring the deal and the deal will drive the money. And yeah. um, we either do educational JVs where we walk these people, we walk these new investors through. We want to give back because I remember when I was a new investor, people shunned their nose at me. And um, I just had to I had to figure it out on my own. Um, and um, so I get people all the time to bring. So we, we JV with people all the time, whether it's a financial investor that they want to do a silent partnership on or they bring the actual asset in the deal and we partner up with them. That's awesome. Wow. Amazing. Well, guys, right. for the sake of time, we want to honor. I mean, we can, I feel like we can go on and on yeah. and on with you guys and we'll definitely have you guys back. Actually, I think someone in the comments was like, they're going to be reaching out. They want to do deals together. Um, you deal. yeah. Right. This is about bringing people together, um, sharing our resources, our amazing network of, of people partners and friends and you know give you another angle to look at real estate help you reimagine and rethink how you could build your wealth how you could build your pillars in real estate um jeff i think we hit the mark on this one really well to give agents something actionable to you know just start thinking different right reimagining how they can grow their real estate business and this is what relaunch live is all about so please make sure you follow us on spotify uh where else are we on um jeff take us there um, apple play. google play um, Podbean. we're on all of them you'll see them at the very end you can find us on audio on youtube on video everywhere yeah, make sure you follow Israel and Mylene. Um, their handler is there. And of course, always showing Jeff Love love and follow us, like us, share this, and we will see you on the next relaunch live. Thank you guys. You guys were amazing. Straight fire. Appreciate I appreciate you. Thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take it away. See you. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.